know I've been sitting with this question for a long time um, and beating myself up about it so it was nice to um, bring it out almost kind of like hitting publish on the first episode of the podcast mm -hmm. saying my problem out loud published the problem <laughs> <laughs> therefore it could be worked on when it's just sitting worrying in your mind it's the same as just envisioning something but saying it out loud is like manifesting it and then finally you can work on it that way welcome to season two of the viraverse live podcast before we get into the conversation today we invite you to join us for a mindful minute or two to aid the transition from whatever you were just doing into today's experience with our anonymous change maker enjoy Chance here, also known as your designer, and we're so thrilled to welcome you into the Viraverse live podcast. This is a place where changemakers come to unlock a balanced soul and scale their positive impact. In this second season of our podcast, we're very, very thrilled to be traveling to the moon of Cusada each week for the next eight weeks, where one anonymous changemaker will explore a challenge to help them make a decision about something that's top of mind and of course help all of us craft a path to making decisions, exploring challenges and making our positive impacts. And now I'd like to introduce our moon mentor and a dear friend to the Viraverse, MCK, also known as the Present Squirrel. Welcome to his most special home as the Viridescent Mothership leaves us all on the moon of Q-Sada. Thanks, Chance. And hey, everyone, I'm MCK, aka The Present Squirrel. So Bounce is a tool created to help entrepreneurial changemakers like you to make better decisions faster without second-guessing yourself, even if you're a chronic overthinker, which we can all tend to do from time to time. And so before we jump in, for those of you who have yet to experience Bounce, 
the anonymous change maker and I are about to have a 20 minute conversation where they will be open and honest about a situation that's top of mind for them. I'll simply be a great listener and ask them a series of good questions. So in our audience today, we have a couple of other change makers who will be observing the conversation and offering their best question at the end. So after today's event, all the insights you put in will be shared with our anonymous change maker to aid in their decision-making process. And without any further ado, let's get started. So anonymous change maker, are you ready to go? I'm ready. All right. One, two, three, what's on your mind? All right. So my question that I want to dive into is what is holding me back from moving forward with my circular economy consulting business? And what do you think is holding you back? <laughs> Great first question. I think that it's fear of um, the fear of the immensity of how much I have to do. Am I capable of doing it? Will it be useful to everyone, to anyone? Um, yeah, it's a lot of fear and overwhelm with the number of tasks to take the next step. So what are, what are some of the things you're most overwhelmed by? Well, what's funny is that I have done a lot of thinking about the next step and a lot of planning and a lot of writing. And so I know very clearly what the next step is. Um, but yeah, I think that I'm, just afraid of jumping in. Um, yeah, um, I guess with your question, will you repeat your question? Well, I guess it's just moving on from there though. Like, so what is the next step? What is the next step? <laughs> the next step is to actually create the edu educational content um, that I've meant to be creating. So my whole goal is to you know, educate individuals on their circular economy impact and how they can apply that to their lives. And so it's really writing a script on, on the educational content is the next step. And what kind of things do you need to do to write that script? I need to um, sit down and define time to do it and actually do it. Um, and it sounds so simple. I do clearly know this next step, but every time I think about it, I have so much resistance. Yeah. So what, what kind of resistance do you find coming up? I mean, you know, I heard you say before, you know, you have this fear, you know, am I capable? Is this useful? Yeah. Um, I think that my fear is that when I go to write the script, I won't have enough openness and love and encouragement from myself, but I'll just be blocked by judgment. And then whatever I write down on the piece of paper won't, will be filled with that judgment and will be filled with, you know, all those negative emotions. And I won't be able to say what I really mean. I'm, it's like compounding fear. I'm afraid of bringing the fear to the draft when I write it. And that through that, it, it, I won't be able to create what I'm really trying to say. It's like my channels are blocked. Hmm. Um, yeah. What are, uh, okay. So 
it sounds like when you, you try to sit down to write, that's really difficult. Mm-hmm. When, like, what are the scenarios where you feel like your channels are not blocked? When, <laughs> when I'm planning to write. <laughs> <laughs> so like, for instance, I, um, I've created a whole plan for the business based on my values and from those values have created projects and KPIs and metrics. It's almost like planning to start the business is so easy for me. I love the envisioning part of it and like, what can this become? And oh, that's so cool. Writing down, you know, the vision is easy. I love imagining it is the doing and it is creating the vision that is scary. Yeah. What kind of things have you created before? Um, I created a podcast um, and it really has taken a life of its own. I think thinking about my podcast is a really good comparison to this because I I didn't know what I was doing <laughs> with the podcast when I started and but I knew that I had to do it in order to improve. I knew that I had to publish in order to see what it would become. And the podcast has become something different and beautiful than I had ever expected. It took on a life of its own and it was through doing that that had to happen. Um, And I am very aware that I have to draw that parallel with my own business. with just taking that first step and letting it create, become what it needs to become almost on its own. What kind of resistance did you have with the podcast at the beginning? Hmm. Great question. Um, so much, so much, um, you know, like I would listen to what was supposed to be the first episode and hear all of these flaws and inconsistencies and, oh, this part's boring. And we mentioned this thing, but we didn't really talk about it enough. And so I, I spent probably a month or more just trying to edit the first episode. And eventually I was like, you know what, I need to just publish this. And so I had somebody else edit it so that I would stop overthinking it. And I published it. And you know what? I got some criticism. And uh, my response to the criticism was, um, I know this is flawed. And it took a lot of courage for me to publish it. Mm. And people completely changed tracks when I told them that they said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I bet this was so hard. Like, good job. (laughs) So I think that there's a lesson in that of um, sometimes it's good to take people's feedback Mm -hmm. when it's helpful. And sometimes it's time to just fail and make mistakes. And when people give you feedback, it's like, yep, got it. Like, I agree with you <laughs> and uh, to, to improve through doing. Super interesting. I mean, how did, so how did it evolve then? What, what episode on, on your podcast are you at at this point? We have almost 25 episodes now. We've been doing it for over a year. We, the way that it's changed is I used to just do episodes with my co-host. 
Mm-hmm. Um, just her and I. And now we have guests. We're starting to have sponsorship for the show. Hmm. We um, we just have some amazing people. And actually, somebody that we invited to be a guest said, "No, yeah, I know your podcast. I've been listening to it, which is crazy and so exciting because we kind of thought it was just our our moms that were listening to it." So. It, and we have a process for onboarding, you know, new people to interview. We have marketing people, like, it's just so cool what it's become. And I would have never been able to create that process or that quality or had people interested in sponsoring had I not published that very flawed first episode. Yeah. So uh, it took about a month for the first episode. How long did it take for the second one? Well, by the time I was um, figuring out how to edit the first episode, we had been recording others. So by the time we were ready to publish the first episode, we had like six other episodes recorded. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess that's another kind of kudos to my co-host and I is that we didn't stop. We put it on our calendar once a week. We were going to record, and no matter what, we recorded. We basically created the process as we were going, and I think that that was that was a conscious decision we made. I was like, you know, hey, we don't know X, Y, Z. We don't know if this format works, etc. And it was just, well, we're going to record and we're going to learn from it. And if we record five episodes and realize we made this mistake, then so be it. So we kept going despite the imperfection of and unfinishedness of the first episode. So also curious from sort of like talking about the idea to like recording that first episode with your co-host, how long did that process take? The process from the idea to the actual recording? Yeah. (sighs) Maybe a couple months, something like that. You know, we would talk about it and then we would say, you know, what's our first topic going to be? We did some research. Yeah, maybe a couple months. And then we had to figure out how to record. We didn't know what would record our audio. There was some research Mm -hmm. to be done. So, yeah, probably right. And so I guess like as we continue to sort of explore this parallel, you know, how long have you been in this sort of like visionary planning imagining mode for your business yeah a lot longer than a few months um like I founded the business in 2020 so well over a year got it so we're just about 10 minutes right now Mm -hmm. how is this conversation going and how are you feeling Good. I'm already kind of starting to make some really good connections between, you know, this project of unknown uh, with the podcast and this project of unknown with my business. And I liked your question of how long did it take to prepare? Because that made me give a little grace to myself because kind of just like you can't make a plant grow faster than it's going to. Um, you know, you have to nurture it and take care of it, but you can't force something to grow faster than it's going to. So my business is much more complex and has bigger goals. Um, 
or has, you know, different goals. Um, but I would say more complexity than the podcast and maybe it's okay that it's taken more time to think about. Um, but it's also time to move to the doing. Um, but again, thank you for asking me the, the timing questions because it's allowing me to give me myself some grace. Yeah. So in terms of just getting to that doing, what do you, what do you think is the best way to do it? I think probably do, taking the same approach as the podcast in that we had scheduled time to do it. Mm. And kind of no matter what, we knew that the doing was what was going to make it better and make it into its, um, to cre create something that uh, we never could have imagined. You know, you have to do it. Um, so I think scheduling that time but here's the big challenge. Mm -hmm. When I schedule time with my co-host, I owe it to her to be there. And mm -hmm. I owe it to her to have prepared, be ready. Mm -hmm. I don't have that same level of accountability. Mm -hmm. So if I put it on my calendar, uh, what's keeping me from, you know, cleaning the house because that suddenly looks really way better than <laughs> working on my business. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I guess like the first question maybe is what, what's the best, like what's a time where you usually feel good about doing work? Mm, nice. Usually the morning, I would say, um, you know, once I've woken up and everything, I would say I'm the freshest in the morning. I have the best ideas in the morning. Okay. So what time is it? Like from nine to 11 AM, I would say are kind of my prime hours. Okay. And I guess it sounds like having somebody that you do work with is helpful mm -hmm. to what extent do you need to be sort of like live and active with them or to what extent do you just need to be working with them or around them or somehow connected to them? Hmm. Um, I don't know, you know, I've definitely, I definitely get lost in projects where it's really nice to be working by myself. Like I definitely have those moments where I don't need somebody physically there um, but what I do think that I need in terms of a person is that accountability or somebody to send projects to or send ideas to, or occasionally bounce ideas off of. And you're making me realize that I have those people. Um, I was working with two people who were helping me use design thinking to create this business. They would be people who I could be accountable to. Um, even if they don't read any of my scripts, I can you know, say, hey, I owe you a new script at 9 a.m. on Monday, you know, every week, something like that. So I guess to answer your question, um, I don't need somebody present, but I do need some level of accountability from another person. And, you know, you brought up this question of just because you put it in your calendar, just because you say you're going to send it to somebody at 9 a.m. on Monday, what keeps you doing that as opposed to not? Hmm. That is the core question. 
That is the core question. Yeah, because at some point, my meetings with the design thinking team that was helping me build the business fell off. I ended up canceling the meetings because I couldn't deliver the next thing before our next meeting. Mm -hmm. So what was preventing me from actually doing it and delivering? Mm. Yeah, um, the enormity of the task. I think that I have a hard time sitting down and saying, all I have to do is spend an hour or 20 minutes even working on a script. It could be a bad script too. Just anything, just putting the time into it. I can't just think of that sole task. I think about, oh, but then how will I publish it? And how will people access it? And how will people pay? And how will this affect other people? And is this a waste of time? (laughs) It's kind of like coming into a room and there's dust on the table. And suddenly when you see, when I see dust on the table, I see the whole room needs to be reorganized and repainted. And yeah, I can't, I have a hard time isolating one task. Who in your life is really good at isolating tasks? Hmm. Probably my roommate. She is so driven and amazing. And she she has the goal of becoming an astronaut or uh, impacting the space community in some way. And she is so inspirational and uh, very focused. So I would say she's somebody who can really just get things done. And once you've isolated the task, I guess it comes back to this question, how do you make sure that you do it? Mm. The tasks that get done are again for other people. So for work, for you know, guests on the podcast for my roommate, cleaning the house, you know, that type of thing. That's how I make sure that tasks get done is that other people are relying on me for it. And being an entrepreneur, um, as I know, several listening to this podcast can relate. Um, How do I, I guess the question is, how do I make myself as important in my mind as the, the other people that I owe things to. Hmm. Maybe it's that I, I deep down don't think that this is as important as the other things. And it would be a really cool shift for me purpose, uh, personally to give myself that value and permission that this is something that I owe myself. Hmm. That's very interesting. I, I, and I, you know, admittedly, I do struggle with that. Like, do I owe this to myself? It's like self-care. It's hard to prioritize. Hmm. Fascinating. (laughs) So we are getting close to 20 minutes now. So based on what we've talked about, what would you like to do or what would you like to try next? Yeah. Well, I love this place that we've come to. 
um, which is the question has shifted now for me, which is, um, around how can I, um, what's holding me back from owing this to myself or how can I rephrase this? The question now is why don't I feel like I owe this to myself or what is it that I can change to um, increase that value that doing something for myself is, is valuable and that it's worth the time. Um, I can work on rephrasing that question, but I think I know, you know where I'm getting at. And I love that because I really think it's the core of what's holding me back. Um, and that focusing on, yes, I do deserve this and I do deserve to create this business. It deserves my time and I am valuable enough to owe it to. <laughs> um, so what I want to do next is sit with that sit with that um, exploration of self-love and self-accountability. And I think sitting with that will really help open the channels for me to actually do the next step. Cool. Well, thank you for being so open and honest and for sharing your situation with me. Thank you for asking such great questions. It was really a pleasure. And I do feel like I, I made it to the next step in this issue. So thank you so much. Cool. So, hey, designer. I know you've been listening in along with uh, a couple others in the Observer crew. So what insights and what questions can we now offer our anonymous change maker at this point in the conversation? Yeah, thanks, MCK. What a what an interesting way to to sit and and listen to a conversation like this. Um, I think it really like being here to to just help be of service and be of help brings some interesting insights and observations that we might not otherwise find. So what what I picked up on is you know kind of the the core question that we kept circling around and how our anonymous change makers shared that you know the vision part is easy it's the doing that becomes the scary part and i think both of those things they're kind of separate but obviously in this situation they're connected this idea of like what holds you back from from spending the time this like enormity of the task some of this stuff speaks so well to our audience because sustainability champions in the spaces of climate change and equity, conservation, activism, business, community development have great visions for what a better world looks like. But building it is, is intimidating and hard. It's really hard. So where it leads me and the question that I would like to leave with our anonymous changemaker today is if you were giving advice to another changemaker that's facing fear of bringing their vision to life, what would you say to them? What advice would you offer to them? And that is the question that I, the designer, would leave today. So now I'd like to throw it to one of our other observers in the audience, the researcher. Over to you. What did you find and what is your question for today? Yes, thank you. Um, wow, this was such a great conversation. It was so amazingly helpful to me personally. And then I can also see how just to the greater community of people who are change makers trying to make a difference. I feel like this is just sort of a universal struggle 
that that we all feel. I don't have a fully fledged question for our anonymous change maker. Um, I did I did feel like one thing that you said that really like um, got to me was that this feeling of like your internal state needs to be a certain way in order to move forward. Like you can't have fear and move forward because then you're bringing fear to your work and it's going to contaminate it somehow or come through somehow. And so maybe I would just invite you to explore that more. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe there's something in there. And I, I sense from kind of some of your aha moments during this that, that you're feeling that like, oh, maybe, maybe this is about like self-love, self-acceptance, and self-compassion that, you know, kind of just accepting that you're on a journey and no matter where you are, there's worthiness and value there and you don't have to be perfect or be complete or be fear-free, um, that you can still move forward those things and that it, it will be okay. Like, you proved with your podcast. It's fantastic. Uh, okay. Well, love to go back over to the present squirrel and have you put on the observer cap. What did you find? Yeah. So, I mean, I think probably one of the biggest, my biggest takeaways uh, from the conversation was that kind of a, that section around like being alone and, and recognizing, you know, just sometimes how hard it feels, you know, to be alone as compared to when doing the podcast with the co-host, you know, it's like, oh, we can do this together. And, you know, this is great. And so, yeah, I think, I think that was kind of like, and, and, and of course, sort of like the other, the other part of like, how do I make myself as important, um, you know, as the other things, because I think also too, it's so easy to do things for other people, especially when we want to be helpful and supportive and all the things. Um, but yeah, how do we help and support ourselves to do the things that are ultimately helpful and supportive for other people too? Uh, the irony, you know, of that. So one question that um, couldn't really fit in, you know, it's, it's, it was kind of like circling my mind a little bit, but it didn't seem to be uh, go with the flow. I was kind of wondering with this podcast, it sounds like the podcast is something, you know, that could also be helpful to make content. So to what way would either in bringing, like having the podcast be a vehicle to help in building out this, this program or business, you know, whatever it happens to be, or number two is, do you just use audio as a way to create the content that you're trying to create? Because it's easier to talk it out than it is to write it out. And as we come to a close, uh, you know, your, your interest may have been piqued by this bounce conversation we had today. So if you have a desire to get greater clarity and make better decisions faster in your life, uh, I've put, a put together a trifecta of prompts to help. So you can join the Viraverse email experience um, at the link that you can see in the chat. 
uh, or that you'll be able to see in the show notes after the fact. Uh, and you'll receive prompt one of three from me tomorrow um, as soon as you sign up there today. So back to you, Chance, to close us out. Thank you, MCK. Uh, you know, of course, extending a thank you for hosting such a, a great conversation and exercise. And of course, Viridescent wants to expend, extend a very special thank you to our anonymous changemaker for being willing to be vulnerable and be a part of today's conversation and be so open and honest about real challenges in, in a real life. You know, the journey of realizing that the individual needs to be in a more sustainable place is a path to the next part of the journey that it brings others aboard with us. So riffing off that kind of feeling of alone insight that MCK shared and that the changemaker brought us to today, you know, for anyone that's listened today or on the podcast, if you want to take more active role from the moon of Cusada and participate in this observation adventure with us, just see your show notes for how to get in touch. And for those of that sign up for the email experience, we'll also reach out there too. Lastly, thank you just everyone for joining us and helping support a changemaker just like you. We will see you all next week. This is your Vera Vigilantes signing out with a little nature and music as always. Later, friends. <laughs>